To kick it all off, uh, to talk all sorts of sports, the number one man at Fox Sports News and Fox Sports Australia has joined us on the phone. If you've been following our socials, you'll find out who that is. And that's Matty Russell. G'day, Matt. G'day, Jack. G'day, Was You're very kind. I don't know about number one. I'm down the pecking order a little bit, but I'm very happy with your intro, and it's great to be speaking with a radio station representing the Yarra Valley. What a beautiful part of the world you live in, you lucky buggers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's gorgeous now. It has been a bit uh, wet and wild the last few weeks, so I'll give you the tip. It hasn't been beautiful. And isn't it a good time of year, boys, with the yes. Cricket World Cup reaching its oh. crescendo? We've got the Rugby League World Cup heading towards semi-final stage and a thrilling climax there. You've got all the uh, hype around the National Basketball League, the A-League back. We're heading towards a FIFA yes. World Cup mm-hmm. as well. So World Cups and domestic leagues firing up for summer. It's a great time. It uh, was here, mate. Where's, uh, where's your passions lie then? Is it all, all sports? You're just a sport nut or uh, where did it all begin for you? Well, I, I must admit, I've really enjoyed the spring racing carnival. I love the gallops, uh, especially the big meetings in Sydney and, and Melbourne. But really, I suppose I grew up at an era where it was, in my part of the world, uh, rugby league during winter, cricket in summer. So I'm a big fan of both of those sports. And I'm lucky enough to, to work in rugby league, covering the National Rugby League for Fox League. And it just gets bigger and better, seemingly, each year. In fact, we've got an expansion club joining next season, the Redcliffe Dolphins, to be coached by none other than uh, Wayne Bennett. Now, they haven't assembled the most startlingly brilliant lineup, but I think it's a better lineup than many people give it credit for. I don't think they'll run last next year by any means. And we get to see the Dolphins' first season fixture when it's released tomorrow. So, uh, much excitement coming around the NRL fixture release tomorrow because... I've got to navigate the Women's Football World Cup next year, which takes a number of grounds out of play for the best part of eight weeks. So you'll get to see the Melbourne Storm playing at Marvel Stadium and down at Geelong, for example. Mm. Um, there's a lot of difference elements in next year's draw. We get to find out that the Dolphins will be part of Magic Round up in Brisbane. We don't think that Newcastle will be, so that will be a big talking point. Mm. And also, how do they structure the buys and how many buys do different teams have? It's going to be a really long season. I think the trials start very early February. You'll see them on Fox League. And we don't finish until last weekend in October. So that's a big season by the time you throw in rep games and uh, all the extra games that are brought about by the fact that the Redcliffe Dolphins joined the comp. Yeah, you mentioned all the, the grounds that the Storm may play at. I just, uh, just you know, interests me that they haven't requested the MCG for one of them at least. Well, they might think the MCG is is just too big. It's not ideal playing rugby league at round venues, Mm. like venues that are built for AFL. So, you know, when you play at Geelong, when you play at Marvel, you've got to configure the ground as best you can, and it's awkward for a league viewing audience at the ground when you're in the middle of a a circular field like the SCG in Sydney where the Roosters have been forced to go. Not ideal. Yes, it's uh, decorated in history and it's a famed sporting venue like the MCG, but I think if they can avoid those cavernous round stadiums uh, more often than not, they'll be well served. And we're we're obviously big Melbourne Storm fans down here and we know that they've gone through some change and, and, and speaking with Bellamy, it's not about uh, sort of recalibrating or anything like that. But um, we've also noticed uh, up your way, Manly way, that there's been some uh, a lot of dramas. Can you Do you know what's happening there at the moment? 
Yeah, look, there's been that's been the turmoil club through the off season because they have sacked Des Hasler, who's a life member of the club. He's a premiership winning player at the club. He's a premiership winning coach at the club. He's taken his services to other clubs and had uh, a lot of glory as well. So to get rid of Des Hasler means that you're getting rid of a lot of DNA from the Manly Sea Eagles and a lot of rugby league pedigree. So that's a controversial move, and they bring in. Anthony Seabold, who's away helping England rugby at the moment, and Anthony's last port of call, Brisbane, was desperately unhappy. So it's not as if you've gone to a bloke who's fresh off a premiership season or fresh off a Coach of the Year award, even though Anthony Seabold has won one of them in the past. So um, it all stems largely from the club's pride jersey fiasco when half the team pulled out. It caused a rift, no doubt. They didn't win another game that season. They faded horribly out of finals contention. Des Hasler said some things in his media conference that he fronted bravely and boldly, but that set the team ownership and management um, aside, and they've since sacked a number of assistant coaches and high-profile people of the club, so the winds have changed. They, they haven't blown through uh, Brookvale, they have bellowed through mm. Brookvale and taken a few casualties as they've gone, so a new era to start at Manly next year. Thankfully for Sea Eagles fans, you still have a very good team uh, under a new coach and with a, a fairly smart coaching set up around him. Uh, you know, let's see how they go, but they've got to emerge from this train wreck of a year that is 2022 for them. And we, we talk of coaches and the, the goat of coaching is sort of a toss-up at the moment between Wayne Bennett and, uh, and, and Bellamy. Is Wayne... Who's under more pressure at the moment? Would it be Wayne just starting up the new club or is it still Craig? No, look, I, I think... Wayne has a golden ticket. He's in, start, in charge of a start-up franchise that doesn't have the best roster, so his modest expectations, and, and Wayne Bennett is there for the end of his career, undoubtedly. The same for Craig Bellamy, who, um, you know, he, he is one of the all-time greats untouchable. The real pressure for the NRL season coming will be on the likes of Anthony Griffin at St George Illawarra, who probably has the first eight weeks to, to save his job. If they're two and six or three and five even, he might be in some strife. Justin Holbrook uh, didn't deliver at the Gold Coast Titans last season. I had the Titans pressing for a top four finish this year, given their recruitment, given their squad. Maybe I'm the fool, uh, but certainly there's there's pressure on uh, their coach, Justin Holbrook, to deliver a whole lot better in 2023. If they don't start better, then you'll find that he might be in the gun as well. Okay, well that's uh, something to look forward to. Uh, now tell us, the World Cup's happening at the minute, Matty, we're talking to Matt Russell from foxsports.com.au and uh, you can see him everywhere. He's everywhere, man, at Fox Sports, uh, particularly on the NRL coverage. Uh, the um, the Rugby League World Cup, um, Australia into the semis. Uh, what changes do you see in the, into the team? Well, I'm reading today that um, Coach Mal Meninga is going to leave Nathan Cleary in the number seven jersey. I think that's the right call. I think he's the best number seven in the game. I think that he's there for the best part of the next decade. So let's name your best team now. It's maybe harsh on Daly Cherry Evans, who uh, has done so much for Queensland. In fact, winning this year's series with Queensland. Um, and despite the turmoil at Manly, found very solid fall there. But the fact of the matter is, Nathan Cleary is the best halfback in the game now and you've got to play your best players. So the question then was, is there a spot in the team for Daly Chair Evans? It appears not. It appears that Ben Hunt will start at hooker. Now, he's not a specialist hooker, but he's a very capable number nine. And that allows Mal to bring Harry Grant off the bench as an impact player to play 
big minutes for Kangaroos. He's a great hooker. So that's the team news we're going to get. And apart from that, Mal Meninga has named a formidable lineup, and they'll need to be against New Zealand, who are also humming. Because of the draw, if there weren't upsets, you were always going to get Australia and New Zealand in the semi-final. They, could, they couldn't collide in the final by the way the draw was set up. Now, that's been a big debating point. It's mm. been done that way to try and get England into the final and therefore oh. maximise crowds. And England have to get past Samoa. Now, England smashed Samoa. They put 60 points on Samoa to open the tournament. So the question is now, do they get you know, a similar score on or will there be revenge by Samoa? I'm reading today that the Samoans have slapped a media ban on themselves. I don't know whether that's much chop at a big international tournament where you're trying to grow the international game. Mm. In fact, I could probably spend the next 10 minutes telling you why that's a stupid idea. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is they've gone into siege mentality. Uh, they need some mentality to beat England and that's the scenario for the semis. It's Australia against New Zealand and the winner will be pronounced favourite to win the World Cup. In the other semi, it's England against Samoa with the Samoans try and reverse that big loss already against uh, England. And who's been the, the dominating force for Australia? Uh, we know Munster was rested. We, need, we know Ado Carr obviously plays better in a better side. Um, so he's been flying. Who's been, who's been the man? I think Josh Ado Carr deserves a lot of credit because remember when he was controversially overlooked by Brad Fittler for the Origin Series? We thought, hang on, the Foxes are lock on a wing, isn't he? Well, apparently not, but rather than spitting the dummy, he played good footy for, for Canterbury. He's played himself into Mal Meninga's uh, World Cup squad and now first team, and he's scoring a bucket load of tries. It was five the other day. So, you know, he's been really good. I, I love watching Isaiah Yo and Cameron Murray. I just think they're such skillful, um, understated forwards for, for Australia. And really, you go through their team and pick a highlight for every player. I, I think that the Australians are more than capable of beating New Zealand, who have a gun team too. But I think the Aussies will get past New Zealand. And I think that England might get past Samoa and it'll be an Australia. England final, which will be a battle of the old enemies. Oh, well, that would be very exciting, and no doubt uh, we'll knock them off. So that uh, makes it even, even, even better. Even better, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, now tell us uh, the Cricket World Cup, um, Matt. Uh, it's, well, Australia didn't quite make it to the semis, which was really disappointing. Um, what have you made of the tournament so far? I've liked the fact that we've seen uh, some underdogs yeah. beat more heralded teams. I think it's it adds vibrancy, doesn't it, when you've got. Ireland and Zimbabwe springing upsets and when it's not so predictable when you can see big guns uh, being pushed and then beaten look at the other day when Afghanistan nearly beat Australia now you two might be too young to remember the West Indies in their might but during the 80s and, and 90s Basically, since World Series cricket first started under the stewardship of Kerry Packer, the West Indians were rock stars. You know, big, broad shoulders, gold chains, big, bright smiles, speed bowling, big hitting. Think Viv Richards, Joel Garner, Michael Holding, Clive Lloyd. Who would have ever thought not so long ago, I'm talking 30 years ago, that the West Indies would not qualify mm. for a Super 12 series <laughs> of limited overs cricket? That, that, you would have been laughed out of town, locked up for standing too close to the uh, transmitter and throwing your money <laughs> for, for suggesting that. And and so not only do we have the West Indies making or missing the Super 12, you've got Afghanistan going within basically a ball, one big hit of beating Australia. Um, so, you know, Rajiv Khan was the, the real hero there. But 
Um, and the Aussies won, not enough to get them through. But, but I've liked the fact that we've seen unpredictable results. It's been good cricket. Would have been nice to have the host nation uh, into the semis. Wasn't to be. So we look forward to New Zealand, who I think are looking really good against Pakistan, India against England. If it was to be Pakistan and India oh, in the yes. final, oh. well, you guarantee yourself a sellout straight away. Yes. And you, you guarantee yourself a, a, a vibrant, a boisterous, bouncing crowd for the final and if their pool clash was any indication you guarantee yourself absolute chaos during yeah. the contest as a whole they don't like each other they they wear their emotions on their sleeve and yeah pakistan india would be a very interesting final but maybe new zealand and england might have something to say about that well that was the, for me that was the game of the tournament so far just on atmosphere it was uh yeah, yeah. one of the best what about the final over well, that that was, it, was, crazy. it was a game that, look, <laughs> I, I watch a lot of cricket, but not all the way through, and that game just had me the whole way. And I think it's the first game I've watched the whole way through without flicking to another sport or something like that. So it was, it was just fantastic. Uh, yeah, fantastic cricket, men. Yes, it was. Uh, now, the NBL, you also cover that on Fox Sports, which is just incredible. Uh, busy you're, man. You're a very busy man. The Illawarra Hawks, though, um, they're not really busy on the, the win list. No, and Jacob Jacomas is in his first year as Illawarra coach. I, I would probably cut him some slack right now because before the season started, they had to hold out really late, hoping that Juop Reese would return to their lineup. He didn't. He went for the big bucks in Asia. So they had to move really, really late, which was awkward. Then they lost uh, Robinson to a serious knee injury. So he's their starting point guard. So you lose a key big starting point guard, you've got a rookie coach coming in after the GOAT, Brian Gorgian and they led late against Sydney, got beaten led late against Perth got beaten, so they were there or thereabouts fighting hard anyway, after the dust has settled they're 1-8, and eight. Mm. now I don't think they can recover from there to make the top 6, which gives them a, a glimmer of hope still like uh, Melbourne at 5-5 five and five are in a playoff position, so Technically, the Hawks are only four wins behind that. But with this squad undermanned still and with Peyton Seaver yet to really find his feet since coming in as a, a late replacement, they probably given the field too big a start to make up that ground. So it's going to be a tough year for the Hawkies. But, you know, one regional side, Cairns, playing brilliant basketball and sitting there in third spot at five and three. So, you know, they have a lot to like in terms of their coach. I think they've got some exciting imports there and Keanu Pinder is just taking the league by storm he's in MVP uh, discussion so there's a bit to like about the Taipans the defending champs are there again Sydney 7-2 and two leading the weight New Zealand big improvers they only won five games last season already they're 6-3 and three this season so they've been at last season already and with the ability to go home and play at home now uh, they'll be uh, much stronger and they're in good position to, to cement either a top two spot or certainly top six spot as the season heads towards the mid part of the campaign and yeah you're about to talk to the South East Melbourne Phoenix coach and Simon Mitchell will be pretty content that after a rocky start where they had a lot of injuries mm. to, to four starters like they were without basically a starting team they've recovered to be five and four after winning that local derby against Melbourne on the weekend impressively so I've just given you the top four Sydney, New Zealand, Cairns, South East Melbourne going really well, I'll tell you who's probably a little bit troubled and that is Perth, four and five in danger of missing the playoffs for back to back years, Brisbane, slow out of the blocks they're three and five despite signing Aaron Baines and yeah the Hawkies are gone 
Yes, well, it's a very, very tight league, the NBL, and it's uh, very exciting. And uh, to make it a, a final six uh, just makes it uh, that much more thrilling because uh, there's only two teams miss out. Well, that's right. So there's there's four teams that'll miss out. Oh, four teams, sorry. Perth, yep. Adelaide, who need to get going after winning pre-season in the States. They haven't been able to bring that form back home. And as a result, they farewelled Randall for poor off-court demeanour and bad attitude, basically. So one import has bitten the dust already. So Perth, Adelaide, Brisbane and Illawarra are your bottom four. Yep. And in the top six, Sydney, New Zealand, Cairns, South East Melbourne, Tasmania Jack Jumpers and Melbourne. There'll be a four-team play-in tournament. Yep. And then the top two will join the two winners of that four-team play-in via finals and, and the, you know, the grand final series. Oh, well, it all sets itself up. Hey, Matt, we might leave it there, buddy. Uh, it's been great to get uh, your opinion on and your thoughts on stuff. Uh, all things uh, rugby and uh, looking forward to the fixture tomorrow, mate. But uh, really appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the Yarra Valley until the rain returns tomorrow, man. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it. Oh, there we go. Matt Russell, uh, foxsports.com.au and uh, Fox Sports channels all over the joint. He's commentating everything.